from the North Devon coast to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands to Australian deserts. This is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Welcome to another edition of Raven Circle, a radio show for pagan youth everywhere and even their parents. I'm your host, Raven Moonshadow. I would like to take the time to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today on Cauldron FM. We'll be starting off today's show with a short welcome ritual. To get started, We'll begin by placing a pillow on the floor and in a clockwise direction, walk a full circle around the pillow about three paces away. After that, we'll begin calling the corners. So everybody stand up, face east. And if you don't remember which way is east, just think about where you see the sun come up in the morning and face that direction. We'll then follow that up by walking clockwise to the south followed by west, and we'll end up in the north. Everyone ready? Great. Go ahead and walk your circle, stopping once you've made it back to your starting point. Now walking again, head over to your eastern point of the circle you walked, and face east. Repeat after me, saying the following. Winds of the east, may you always blow strong, ever-changing, hail and welcome. To the south, fires of the south, may your light always shine bright. Hail and welcome. Over to the west. Welcome waters of the west. May you always flow free. Hail and welcome. And to the north. Northern earth. May you be the strength of nature forever. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome to all who have entered this sacred space. Now come sit on your pillow in the middle of the magic circle you've just cast and free your thoughts so that you may openly speak to your personal deity. Let's breathe in deeply for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. And breathe out. One, two, three, four, five. Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five. And breathe out. One, two, three, four, five. Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five. And breathe out. One, two, three, four, five. Now, speaking with whichever god or goddess comes to mind, 
ask or send out energy to those you know may benefit or need it. Speak with your chosen god or goddess, or do whatever comes to you while the music is playing. Now to end this ritual, let's first show our appreciation to the god or goddess you welcomed into your circle, then starting in the north and working counterclockwise, west, south, and then east. We'll also thank the elements for joining us as well. Stand up in the middle of your circle. You can face north as you'll be walking your circle again. Once again, say the following, repeating after me. We thank you, Divine One, for your presence with us today. May you continue to guide us on our journey in life. Hail and farewell. And to the North, thank you, Northern Earth. May you continue to strengthen life. Hail and farewell. To the west, thank you waters of the west for flowing. Continue to flow freely. Hail and farewell. To the south, thank you fires of the south. May you continue to bring light wherever it is needed. Hail and farewell. And then to the east. Thank you, winds of the east. May you continue to blow as you see fit. Hail and farewell. Walk your circle counterclockwise one last time.
Thank you all who came to sit with us today. The circle is open, but never broken. Stay if you will, go if you must, so mote it be. During the ritual, you are listening to Angel by Celia Ferran off of her CD, Breathe. For more of Celia's music, you can log on to www.celiaonline.com. Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Before we move on, be sure to get together paper, something to write with, some crayons, markers, or colored pencils, so you can follow along with the show. Right now I'm going to go ahead and play some music to give you time to get these things together. We will be listening to The Wolf Sky by Wendy Rule. The wolf sky, I felt the dark clouds forming, an omen apparition, and with the thunder rolling, a howl preceded the storm. We lay within the bird that lay upon the hillside, we lay within its wing, and we felt the bird within us, and with the thunder rolling, we left the ground for the sky. Drank the dark clouds deeper And ran the wild moon hunting Alive with fur and feather As omen apparition We left the moon suspended And leapt back onto the ground just joining us, you are listening to Raven Circle on Cauldron FM. Be sure to grab a pen or pencil, crayons, colored pencils or markers, and some paper so you can join in on the activities while the fun is still going on.
heart lay beneath the wolf's sky without the dark clouds falling and omen apparition and with the thunder rolling how preceded the storm we lay beneath the wolf's sky we lay beneath the wolf's Welcome back. You were just listening to The Wolf Sky by Wendy Rule off of her album by the same name. Our first topic for today's show is honoring Mother Earth. Here in the United States, Mother's Day recently passed on May the 8th, and Earth Day, of course, was another event worldwide that um, recently happened in the month of April. Being that the Earth, or Gaia, is our mother as well, um, it could almost be considered another day of celebrating and honoring our mother. So with all that in mind, I thought I would bring up the importance of honoring Mother Earth, protecting her, and lessening our carbon footprint on her. Earth Day itself is a day of awareness of our impact on the Earth and of the future of things. It's a day to do something in an effort to be a little gentler and a little kinder on Mother Earth. This, however, really shouldn't be contained to just one single day of the year. Choosing to live a greener lifestyle is just that, a lifestyle. It's for life, not just for the day, not just for the month. Although even if we were to commit to being more green on just one day a year, the effect would be beneficial. Now as pagans, we attune ourselves to nature, so many choices we make fall into the overall effect on things, including the effect on Earth. But what does green have to do with being pagan? Well, everything and nothing. Anyone can choose to be more ecologically conscious, regardless of your spiritual path. Pagans are just, spiritually speaking, more Earth-centric. Being of nature-based spirituality, we have a duty, along with the rest of humanity, to protect and maintain nature. So what can just one person do? One kid do? Well, many things. Daily, simple choices we make will impact the world around us. As a preteen or a teenager, if there's any of you listening, you can actually look to get involved in your community. 
the younger children could also get involved in the community. I will say that while many areas have recycling, not all areas have equal recycling. And recycling is, is a big thing. It's very easy to get into, definitely something to not be overlooked. Now what I mean by not all areas have equal recycling is the following. Where I live right now, we pay to have our recycling picked up every other week. There is also a recycling center that you can drive to for recycling of batteries and oil along with your normal recycling materials. In a state that I previously lived, in, in a nearby state where I had lived, we had, we had a recycling trailer that was dropped off in our neighborhood for a week, every other week. And so you could walk down your glass, your plastic bottles, your cans. You could take all of that down there and drop it off. And there was no fee for that. However, if you drove over to the recycling center, you could find that you could drop off batteries and oil. And not just that. You could drop off clothing that is beyond repair, provided that it was clean, so that it could be recycled. Yes, they recycle clothes. How neat is that? The only problem I saw was that unless you're on their website or happen to know the ins and outs of that recycling center, you would have no way of knowing that clothing recycling existed for that area. Where I currently reside, our recycling center also recycles clothing, but they don't only take clothing, they recycle shoes. Now, just imagine how much space we could be saving in landfills if instead of throwing out our worn and torn clothing, everybody pitched in and recycled them. Right now, I'm going to read you a short list of different things that you can do as a kid in your community or on your own, just within your own personal household to help Mother Earth. After that, we will do a short activity. So here it is, Raven's Gaia Friendly List. Top one on the list, if your family isn't recycling, start now. There's no better time. Another way is to start a compost in your backyard where you can put all of your vegetable and fruit food waste, your eggshells, your yard clippings, and starting a compost will make a will make oh sorry, rich nutrients for your garden, and it also keeps you from having to throw it out. Something else that you can do is plant a tree, and yes, I'm really serious about this. Plant a tree. Uh, I think we all know the benefits of trees. Look at your area. Um, see if you can find the website for a recycling center by you and see what they're doing. And then find out a way that you can help bring awareness in your community to the services that your recycling center offers. You can also offer to go around to some of the older folks in your area that maybe can't get their stuff out for recycling or can't get their stuff to a recycling center and offer to help them and do that for them. Something else you can do is before throwing anything away, figure out if it really belongs in the trash 
Or should you be recycling it? Or could you possibly compost it? You would be amazed at how much you find out you can either recycle or compost and just how little trash you might actually have. Many toys are recyclable now too. Instead of tossing out your old or unused toys, your games or your clothes, try donating them instead. There are many different charities that help a lot of children and a lot of families in need and they may be able to use what you have. If you're going to school, instead of using a lunch sack that you just throw away, pack your lunch with reusable items. Use a thermos instead of a juice box or a juice pouch. You can use sandwich boxes instead of Ziploc bags. Most of the plastic bags that you get from grocery stores can typically be taken back to the grocery store or any number of grocery stores to be recycled. So look around your house, collect up the extra bags that you aren't using, and if you don't reuse them for shopping itself, take them back to the store or have your parents take them back to the store to recycle. You can also look at talking to mom and dad about buying reusable grocery bags for your shopping. Most places have them and they're usually pretty inexpensive. Unplug your computer, your laptop, your iPod, your cell phone charger, and other items in the house that may not be used as much. You can unplug the toaster, you can unplug any electric mixer or other kitchen appliance that you're not using. Believe it or not, with all those extra things plugged in, the modern conveniences that we have, they do drain quite a lot. They take a, quite a bit of electricity and they drain your wallet too. Instead of relying on the lights in your house for most of the day, try to make use of the sun and the light that it gives. Turn off unnecessary lights during the daytime because really, the sun gives off fantastic lighting. Maybe talk to your parents about powering off the house for one hour. Yes, we do do Earth Hour every year. They have an Earth Hour, but it doesn't need to be contained to just that one single day. You could even make it a monthly event if you wanted, where as a family you get together and you power off the house and sit around and see what other things that you can do as a family, instead of just relying on technology to provide your family time. And while you're all together, light some candles, maybe tell some ghost stories, or even talk about funny memories from the past. There are so many things that can be done, and these are just a few. Some things you do, you may need to involve your parents. Other things you can do on your own. But in any instance, I challenge each of you to see just how many things you and your family really can do to make a difference. So, as a short activity, I'd like everyone to take out a sheet of paper and get your crayons or your markers or colored pencils ready. You are going to make a Mother's Day card for Mother Earth. At the top of the page, I want you to write the words, I pledge to. And I also want you to come up with one thing, just one thing, 
that you can do to help Mother Earth. Now, it can be as simple as picking up litter off the streets and walkways when you see it. Or you can make it as complex as trying to organize a community-wide awareness event. Whatever you decide, write it on your paper after the words, I pledge to. And then I want you to go ahead and decorate your card. While you're working on that, I'll be playing some music by Kellyanna from her CD, I Walk with the Goddess. The song is titled, Shares Her Love. Mother shares a love in the falling rain. The mother shares a love in the corn and grain. The mother shares a love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares a love in the breeze that flies. Grandmother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now in praise of you. Mother shares a love in the falling rain. The mother shares a love in the corn and grain. The mother shares a love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares a love in the breeze that flies. Great mother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now and praise you. Mother shares in love in the falling rain. The mother shares in love in the morning rain. The mother shares in love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares in love in the breeze that flies. Grandmother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, mother, we are grateful for all you do, and we have come together now. Praise of you. Mother shares in love in the falling rain. The mother shares in love in the corn and grain. The mother shares in love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares in love in the breeze that flies. Grandmother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now and praise you. Mother shares in love in the falling rain. The mother shares in love in the corn and grain. The mother shares in love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares in love in the breeze that flies. Grandmother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now and praise you. Mother shares in love in the falling rain. The mother shares if you're just joining us, you are listening to Raven Circle on Cauldron FM. Be sure to grab a pen or pencil, crayons, colored pencils or markers, and some paper so you can join in on the activities while the fun is still going on. Mother, we are grateful for all you do, and we have come together now in praise of you. Mother shares in love in the falling rain. The mother shares in love in the corn and grain. The mother shares in love in the warm hot fire. The 
mother shares in love and praise the God. Mother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, Mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now in praise of you. The mother shares her love in the falling rain. The mother shares her love in the corn and grain. The mother shares her love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares her love in the breeze that flies. Mother, may we share with you our gift of song. We raise our voices joyfully, we raise them strong. Oh, Mother, we are grateful for all you do. And we have come together now in praise of you. The mother shares her love in the falling rain. The mother shares her love in the corn and grain. The mother shares her love in the warm hot fire. The mother shares her love in the breeze that flies. together now in praise of you again that was shares her love by kelliana off her cd i walk with the goddess so how did your card come out i'm pretty sure it's absolutely wonderful now what i'd like you to do is put your mother's day card up somewhere that you can see it and be reminded of your pledge to help the earth. So now let's move on to our correspondence journal. Keeping track of items and their meanings in a notebook or a binder is called a correspondence journal. There's a lot of books out there that will give you the meanings of things and you can follow each of those exactly, but really it's better if you use them as a basic point of reference. Then just look and pay attention to what things actually say to you personally. If you write down how it makes you feel or the message you feel you're being given, it will become what it means to you. And that's really what the best meaning is. Each person is different, just like the messages that they receive are different. So for this page to add to your correspondence journal, we'll be working today with the color yellow. Take out a sheet of paper and a yellow marker or crayon. Start coloring yellow somewhere on your paper and just be sure to leave room so you can write down some of the meanings. Now, whatever you color, you can make it a shape or you can just make it scribbles on the page but just keep adding yellow to your page. And go ahead, keep coloring in yellow. And if you want to use different shades of yellow, feel free to do so. This is your journal and you're only going to get out of it what you're putting into it. All right. Now, somewhere on this paper, you're going to write intelligence, memory, and faster learning. These are some of the meanings of the color yellow or for the color yellow. Intelligence, memory, 
faster or speedier learning. Intelligence, memory, faster learning. So what you've just written down is the textbook meaning of what the color yellow symbolizes. That doesn't have to be just what yellow means to you. For me, when I think about the color yellow, think about the sun, and you know how bright it is in the sky, and the warmth that it gives off. But that's just me. So right now I'll go ahead and I'll play some music. And while you're listening, go ahead and keep looking at the color yellow on your page. Think about how it makes you feel and think about what it makes you think of. You can even write these feelings down or the thoughts that come to your head when you think of the color yellow. What you'll be hearing is This New Day by Kellyanna. From the darkness, day is dawning. In my darkest hour, I seek the light. All my pain and all my sorrow, may it ease with this new day. May my tears remain uncounted And I bid the goddess be my guide For where you lead, you know I'll follow At the dawning of this new day at this crossroad, the way seems clouded, and I bid the goddess be my guide. Grant me grace and grant me vision at the dawning of this new day. May my strength and may my power lift me up and light my way. I seek faith and I seek wisdom at the dawning of this new day. At the dawning of this new day. At the dawning of this new day. That was This New Day by Kellyanna. So somewhere between how yellow makes you feel and the textbook meaning of the color yellow is really what this color is going to mean to you. You can go ahead now and add this page into your journal while you go about your day-to-day -day life, see just how many times you come up upon the color yellow. And when you start noticing a pattern of things repeating themselves that involve that color, add it to this page. Eventually, you'll know just what yellow means to you 
when you see it, when you think about it, or when you use it. Now, in turn, this is going to put you more in touch with being able to read the world around you. Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialize in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting, and crafted with love. Old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions. Or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07 969 564528. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at gmail.com or visit her website at littlebirds-holistics.co.uk. The Mrs. Mops range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh, by the way, Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. Colgen FM, the sound of magic. We're right now about halfway through today's program, and I definitely think it's time to take a break. So while I play a song, feel free to stretch your legs, grab a snack, do whatever it is that you need to do, and we'll meet back here once the song's over going to be playing Celtic Sprite by Frenchie and the Punk. Au clair de la lune, mon ami Pierrot, prête-moi ta plume pour écrire un mot. Ma chandelle est morte, je n'ai plus de feu. Prêtez-moi la vôtre pour l'amour de Dieu.
If you're just joining us, you are listening to Raven Circle on Cauldron FM. Be sure to grab a pen or pencil, crayons, colored pencils or markers, and some paper so you can join in on the activities while the fun is still going on. Sprite by Frenchie and the Punk, formerly known as the Gypsy Nomads, off of their CD at the Carnival Eclectique. So now we're on to our next subject, coming out about your spirituality. Now this can be a sensitive subject, so you may want to grab a parent and have them listen in with you if they're not already doing so. International Pagan Coming Out Day or IPCOD for short, happened May 2nd this year and was an opportunity internationally for pagans everywhere to stand up and openly express who we are, the fact that we're pagan and we are proud of our spirituality. IPCOD is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to strive towards a larger acceptance and equality for pagans in the home, at work, and in the general public of each community, which would also include schools. While no one can tell someone when the right time is to come out and openly acknowledge their own faith, or anything else for that matter, there can be benefits to coming out of the broom closet, so to speak. Now, worldwide, there were events happening um, on May 2nd for IPCOD. I know right here in our home area where we live, 
you know, we had such an event going on. Being out and being open about your faith and your spirituality, it's a personal thing. And while I am very open, sometimes I'm cautiously open. If someone asks me, I answer honestly. But I don't go shouting from the rooftops. I don't fly banners from planes advertising my beliefs. When I came out of the closet about my faith, it was very gradual. Close personal friends and only some of my family were first. I was private about it at work for a short period of time, but it wasn't long before people started noticing the pinnacle around my neck. But it brings us to a question. When do you come out of the closet? When do you express your openness about your spirituality? You know, if the question is posed, you know, who makes that decision? Everybody's different. And so right now I'd like to bring into the studio my oldest daughter, Kat. And we're going to have her share her viewpoint on openly sharing um, her own faith, her spirituality um, with everyone. Hi, Kat. Hi. Um, I want to thank you for coming in and hanging out with your mom and talking a bit about what it's like for you personally to be open about your spirituality and just about how, how open you are about your faith. So if you could just tell all of our listeners first how old you are. I'm 15 years old. And what is your path? My path is Wicca. Okay, and can you tell everyone how long you've been practicing? About three and a half to four years, I want to say. Now, I have to ask, with people around you, family, friends, are you completely out of the broom closet or do you still kind of linger in there with one foot out and the door slightly open? I'd say I'm about three quarters out of the broom closet. Um, I only tell people who are close to me, very close to me. I, um, if I acknowledge you, I'm not going to just say, hey, guess what? I'm a witch, you know, <laughs> just not how I am. And um, I wouldn't go running down the street going, hey, guys, I'm a witch. Just not what I'm like. Okay, but you're open with your friends, you said. Yes. Have you always been open? No. Why not? Well... Uh, about three and a half to four years ago, people would ask me what my religion was because, I don't know, people just asked that a lot. So they'd ask me and instead of directly answering their question, I'd try to avoid their question with something else like, oh, it's nice outside or just I don't want to talk about it and turn away and just walk away, forget it ever happened. So, can you tell our Cauldron FM listeners um, 
your feelings on being open about your spirituality now versus how you felt four years ago. Obviously, four years ago, you really just didn't want to approach that subject with, um, with anyone. So how do you feel about being open now? I feel much better about being open. Nobody treats me any different than, well, who I am. Um, but four years ago, I thought everybody's going to treat me different. They're not going to want to be my friend. They're going to treat me like I'm some nobody. Um, about four years ago, there was only one person I told, my best friend. And we're still growing up together, so. And you're still friends. And, yeah, we're still like best friends. We're like brother and sister. So what changed about how you feel about being open now? What changed your mind, I guess I should ask, about, about being able to tell people how you feel? Do you think it has to do with age and maturity? Or do you think it's about feeling more comfortable with yourself? Um, it's more about I'm... I'm kind of not a newbie anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're new to something and you just feel out if you try to speak about it with someone and they don't get it. And So now I'm much more comfortable and I can tell people when they ask, but I'm not going to go blurting it out to everybody. Right. So you're open with your friends. Has have you lost any friends? I have never lost a friend over my religion. Have you ever had anyone, since you are open, have you ever had anyone come up to you and start asking you strange questions, asking you for things that have made you feel uncomfortable? No. Um, no. Never. Nobody's ever asked me to, like, go hex somebody or cast some weird spell on them to make them fall in love with that person. I don't expect them to do that, but if they did, I'm not going to fulfill their request anyways. Okay, so you've had a positive experience then, coming out with your friends and being able to be open with them. Yes. Now, do you think it's better that you're open about your spirituality when asked, or do you think it's better just to um, keep it inward? I know you're open, but for for those listening, how do you? What do you think? Because you know, I'm an adult, I'm okay with being open, um, and so our family is pretty open about you know our faith and how we practice. But you know, being being a teen and you're working your way towards adulthood. Um, speaking from that aspect, speaking from the, um, child, and I don't mean you're a child, but speaking from the child aspect, you know, do you think it's better to be open? Yes, I think it's better to be open because I, I remember when I was just closed, didn't want to talk to anybody about it. It made me feel a little upset that I couldn't tell people 
or well I could but I just didn't feel comfortable with telling people but if you're not comfortable with telling somebody then don't because you don't want anything bad to happen sometimes you need to listen to your gut but okay so go with how you feel inside go with or go with your gut feeling yes okay well I want to thank you for coming in and hanging out with me answering a couple questions and I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, interview with my daughter Kat like I said there are positive aspects to coming out but timing is everything you don't want to come out to just anybody and I'm sure my daughter would agree with that same statement yes I definitely agree with that um, I will share with everyone listening that one of my other daughters my my second oldest she decided on her own that she was going to come out to her entire class including her teacher during Queen for a week she um, took some things into school she had openly worn her pentacle necklace which I let her wear at any time anyway and made an announcement to the class that she was a witch everyone including the teacher got a good laugh out of her and I was told during her open house that um, she's a very spirited child and very imaginative um, I did make sure that I corrected the teacher and let her know that my daughter you know is a witch and indeed I am as well you know and gave her just general information regarding our faith um, after that we've never had an issue my daughter has never had another issue I will say that she didn't realize that people were laughing at her she came home that day very happy mom I told everyone I'm a witch how did they react oh everyone smiled they liked my presentation so she didn't feel that negative uh, feedback she didn't associate the laughing with anyone laughing at her which is a great thing but like I said someone else may have taken that negatively and it would have really hurt them always check with your parents you know it's not only when you're a child it's not only your decision it's also how your family if your entire family follows a specific path you need to look to your parents your elders how um, they feel about you openly expressing your faith to um, to your peers and your schoolmates with that said I want to let you know to be sure to check out the IPCOD website and you can see that at pagancomingoutday.com there you can view events news and find out more about IPCOD if you're interested and they also have a guide to coming out as well as some other great resources well this now brings us to the divination corner everything you see can have a meaning or a message to you in ancient times,
pagans used to use the messages and clues given from things that they saw to tell them of things for the day as well as their future. Now, this tradition has been carried on throughout the ages and has come dwindled down to what we now use as divination. Divination is something people do to find out what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen in the future. It's usually done by someone that knows a lot about it and has been trained in the art of divination, that particular form. Now, you never are too young to start divination, and with a little help, you can begin your journey. So for the show today, I'd like to take a look at runes. Now, if any of you have heard me on another Cauldron FM show, you would know that I covered five runes on that show before. But what I'd like to do is expand upon that today as well as in upcoming shows until we have completely covered all of the runes. Runes are one of my favorite types of divination. There is just something about the way they feel in my hand and the energy that emanates from each one. Now you'll see runes and made from many different things in many different ways. They can be made from stone, wood, clay, or other materials. I've even seen them as cards, just like a tarot deck. I will be going through four runes this time with an explanation of each one, the symbol associated with them, as well as a description of how to draw the runic symbol. During the lesson, you will have time to draw each symbol and write down their meanings onto paper that you can then keep in your correspondence journal. Now, if you have not heard me discuss runes previously, not to worry, as I will be reviewing those during this lesson and the upcoming ones. So to learn about runes, we really should discuss their origin and the mythology behind them. The Elder Futhark runes, which are the most commonly used, come from Norse mythology. The story behind the knowledge of the runes being gained by humans was that the god Odin made a sacrifice of himself by hanging from the world tree upside down, pierced with a spear, for nine days and nights. Because of his sacrifice, he was rewarded with the knowledge of the runes. Odin then divided these into three aets or groups, Freyas, Haggles, and Tears. For today's show, we'll be looking at runes from Freya's aet. Now, the goddess Freya is a goddess of love, pleasure, joy, and nurture. So the runes from her group can be looked upon keeping her characteristics in mind.
Now I do want to mention all runic symbols are straight lined. So while they may look like certain letters of the alphabet, there is no curvature to the symbols themselves. Everything will be straight lined. With that in mind, let's get out some paper and crayons or pencils and learn about runes. The first rune we're going to look at from Freya's Ayat is Gibo. It's spelled G-E-B-O. It looks like a capital letter X. Go ahead and draw this rune on your paper. A symbol of Gibo would be a gift. Feel free to draw a gift or just simply write that word next to the picture that you just drew of this rune. Meanings for this first rune are partnership, love, gifts, goodwill. I'll repeat that a couple more times for you. Partnership, love, gifts, goodwill. Partnership, love, gifts, goodwill. Now look at these meanings. Is there an image that pops into your head when you read these words? If so, go ahead and draw them or feel free to doodle whatever image comes into your mind. Our next rune from this grouping is Kanaz. It's spelled K-E-N-A-Z. Now it looks like a V turned sideways with the point to the left side of your paper and the opened end, or what would be the top, to the right side of your paper. You can also say that it looks like the greater than symbol used in mathematics. The symbol for this rune is knowledge. Again, if a picture or image comes into your mind for the symbol knowledge, and go ahead and draw it out or simply write the word down. Meanings for this rune can be wisdom, light, healing, 
and recovery. That's wisdom, light, healing, recovery. Those meanings one more time. Wisdom, light, healing, recovery. Now here again, I want you to look at the meanings and feel free to draw images to go with them or simply help you identify with this particular rune. Our third rune we'll be covering is Rido, spelled R A I D H O. It looks like a capital R, but remember when you draw this, all of your lines will be straight and not curved. A symbol for this rune is a wheel. Go ahead and draw a wheel or write down the word however you like. Some of the characteristics or meanings Ferrido include good news, negotiations, journeys, and surprises. Everybody likes a good surprise, right? Good news, negotiations, journeys, surprises. And one last time, good news, negotiations, journeys, and surprises. And of course, I want you to feel free to draw any images that you associate with these meanings. Our final rune we'll be discussing from Freya's Ayet is Ansu's, spelled A-N-S, as in Sam, U-Z. Ansu's looks like a capital letter F. However, the two shorter horizontal lines that are drawn will angle down in a diagonal direction away from the vertical line. 
Its symbol is a mouth. Pretty easy, huh? And you can feel free to draw a mouth on your paper or just write the word mouth and that's fine. Meanings for this rune can be passing tests, speech, movement, communication. Passing tests, speech, movement, communication. One last time. Passing tests, speech, movement, and communication. I think you can probably see how the symbol of a mouth goes with at least two of these meanings, speech and communication. And of course, if there are any other images that you're associating with these meanings or this rune, go ahead and add them now. Now, with these runes, what can you do? In a later lesson, we will discuss different rune spreads. But for now, on your own, you can practice with these four by writing each on a separate piece of paper or index card, if you prefer. You can turn them over, shuffle them around, and after that, ask a simple question. Now, you don't want to ask a yes or no question like you did with pendulum divination from the previous show. The types of questions you want to ask are called open-ended questions. These are questions that cannot simply be answered with a yes or a no. They require more of an answer than that. After you ask that question, pick one card to flip over. Look at the rune you received to answer your question. And refer back to your correspondence journal page for that rune until you are fully acquainted with the rune meanings. You may also want to keep a journal to write down the question or questions that you ask and the corresponding rune or runes that you received as an answer. This will also let you see how you progress with this particular method of divination. That wraps up this episode lesson on runes and I promise I'll be continuing the lesson in another upcoming episode of Raven Circle. We have almost reached the end of this edition of Raven Circle. We're going to round out today's show with some relaxing deep breathing. So go ahead, sit in a comfortable position or lay on your back on the floor. While the music's playing, deeply breathe in and out for a count of five, just as you did during the welcome ritual. 
Try to notice how your chest rises and falls with each breath you take. When you exhale, any tensions you may have had will leave your body, putting you into a more relaxed mode. to the end of today's show. I certainly would like to thank each of the singers and songwriters who have graciously given me their permission to use their music during the show. I would also like to thank Cauldron FM and Moonshadow Media for hosting Raven's Circle. A final big thank you goes out to every one of you who has tuned in today to listen. I hope you'll tune in again. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to leave a comment directly below the link for this show on the Cauldron FM website, cauldronfm.podbean.com or Contact me directly via email at raven.hps at hotmail.com. I would love to hear from any and all of you. For Raven Circle and Cauldron FM, I'm your host, Raven Moonshadow, wishing you all love and light on your journey. Blessed be. I'm Emma and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Cauldron FM. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production.